Welcome to the Work Camper Show, a podcast devoted to helping you discover how to finance your RV travel dreams. I'm Steve Anderson, the president of Work Camper News. Each one of our episodes will either introduce you to people who are already living the RV lifestyle or to opportunities to work short-term jobs. You'll also learn how to hit the road the right way and make the most of every opportunity. Now let's turn over today's show to your host, Greg Gerber. Thank you, Steve. Today I'm interviewing a woman from Virginia who's been RVing with her husband since 2011, and she's going to talk about her most recent experience work camping in Yellowstone National Park. Today's episode is sponsored by The Dreamer's Journey. It's an online course and community produced by Work Camper News. Life is way too short to keep your dreams on hold, so don't be held back by fear, because you were designed for more. Get started in the RV lifestyle the right way with this comprehensive guide. For just $29.95 for one year of access, Dreamers have unlimited viewing of 50 plus videos to learn things like what type of RV to buy, goal setting, how to budget for the adventure, developing a positive mindset, setting up a domicile, and operating a small business on the road, plus everything about work camping and how to find the right job for you. Each video is 30 to 90 minutes long to give in-depth coverage on each topic. There's no wrong time to get started, so for more information, visit www.rvdreamersjourney.com. Linda Durst is a retired registered nurse who served in the U.S. Air Force. By the time she and her husband Tom both retired from the military, they had already done a lot of traveling nationally and abroad but they really wanted to slow down and learn more about the people and cultures in America. So they bought a 34-foot Class A motorhome and hit the road. They put 67,000 miles on their RV in the 11 years they've been traveling extensively around the country. However, there are three states they've yet to visit with their RV, Alaska, North Dakota, and Wisconsin. Although Tom officially retired from work camping, Linda still loves the experience. That's especially true of her most recent adventure, which involved working for Delaware North at the General Store in Grant Village, a few miles from Yellowstone Lake. She described some of the tasks she had to perform as well as the big perks of living in Yellowstone, like having elk grazing at her campsite. She also described the harrowing summer of 2022 when major flooding caused havoc throughout the park and left the couple isolated with other work campers at Grant Village when rangers closed Yellowstone. Despite the rather wet start to her Yellowstone experience, it remains her all-time favorite RVing adventure. Linda enjoyed it so much that she'll be returning to the National Park in 2023, this time to work at the Fishing Bridge store on the north end of Yellowstone Lake. To tell us about her 11-year adventure RVing all over America, please welcome work camper Linda Durst to the show. Thanks for joining me today, Linda. I really appreciate your time. I understand you spent a summer in Yellowstone. What was that like? It was fantastic. It was amazing. I'm gonna, what are the words? There are no words. It's beyond description. It was probably the best summer of my life. Is that right? Including the flood time. Including the flood. That's the summer. There was some excitement in that park. That's right. And oh, we do. Historic flooding, if I'm not mistaken. Historic, yes. Yeah. However, no one was hurt. No employee. We may have been, some may have been slightly displaced where they had to go to a different campground location because of their campground had to close down for 
different reasons, and some of the entrances did not open for the rest of the summer for various reasons with flood damage and that. But it was a great summer. We all pulled together, and where I was at, we ended up getting some people to the Mammoth store, and from the Tower store, they weren't open initially, and they came down to where we were at Grant, and yeah, you know what? We had a great time together. It was fantastic. That's awesome. Who did you work for? I worked for Delaware North. Delaware North. Now, they run all of the general stores throughout the park. I can't remember how yes. many there are, but there are more than one or two. There are 11. 11? Yeah. And they range in size from smaller kind of country stores that are out in the more remote areas to these giant mega complexes with dining rooms and all kinds of supplies and souvenirs and groceries and everything like that, if I'm not mistaken. Correct. Yeah. All of them are going to have some souvenirs, maybe some groceries. Some of the bigger stores are going to have a lot more everything, but you're going to find most of that. I was at the Grant store last summer and I just signed my contract to go back this year, but I'm going to the Fishing Bridge store. I'm changing stores. Why did you decide to do that? Different experience. There you go. Different part of the park. Different part of the park. The Grant store is more on the southern part. It's 25 miles south of Fishing Bridge. And I wanted to be more up in the middle. So basically, when you're at the Grant store, you're closer to Grand Teton and going out that way. But taking, if we wanted to go to Cody, it was 100 miles one way. That is big shopping. But that's not bad because I've been at Bryce Canyon before where I worked up outside of Bryce Canyon and it was still a hundred miles to go to McDonald's or Walmart. Wow. So you don't do that. That's not what we're there for. We're there to experience the park. So you really don't miss those things. How long have you been RVing? Okay. Started RVing back in 2000. 11, 2011 or 12. Yeah. We bought our first RV then and we still have it. And what is it? It is a class A gas 2011 Bounder 34B. We bought what we wanted. We had researched for a couple of years and it was due into the dealer that we were working with, but they stopped and they made the changes that we wanted on it. 2011 was a good time to buy an RV. They needed to sell them more than I needed to buy it. <laughs> and so we got the size because we knew we always wanted to spend time in national parks. We got a size we knew we could fit in there. Ours is like 35 feet. And yeah, so we still have it. 67,000 miles later, it is going strong. We've been doing this now for 11 years. That was our very first RV. Have you been work camping the entire time? Um, let me see if there was actually a summer. Okay. We started out full time. We did that for four and a half years. And then we bought a two bedroom place in one of the parks where we had work camped at. It's a big park in the Rio Grande Valley of Texas. And it's where we winter now. I don't work in the winter. 
we take winter off for play and rest and just enjoy life. And then usually we go out for the summer and I work camp now. Started out with my husband and I both work camping. He is now officially retired from work camping, but I have failed retirement (laughs) too many times. I like to work camp, so we still go out and he just comes with me. What's your husband's name? Tom. How long have you folks been married? 38 years now. My goodness. 38 years. You almost get an award for that. Uh, we say it's just because we're both too stubborn and thick-headed. <laughs> <laughs> what attracted you to work camping in the first place? We first found out about work camping and go back in time to 2008 and the economy went in the toilet. And at that time, it was just, we had done tent camping all the way up until that time. And I thought about RVing. But in 2008, everything went in the toilet, and then it was quite housing prices went down. So my dream of buying the condo with money from our house in Virginia, in a condo in Florida for the winter, that went out the window. So I had to come up with another way to supplement retirement and just got online and said, hey, we can do this. Showed my my husband. We started watching videos of different people. Techno Media was one of the first ones we started following, and some others. And said, like, "Yeah, we can do this." So it was, yeah, a way to supplement retirement. What did you do before this, you were started our? Before we went full time RVing, I was a registered nurse, and my husband was working with a contractor for the federal government outside Washington, D.C. And so that's where you were living for a long time? We were living at that time. Okay, if you go way back now, we were both military. So we moved so many times across the country, but we never got to experience areas. We made more cross-country trips in a hurry where we never really got to experience places and we wanted to be able to go someplace and experience it and just immerse ourselves into local cultures. That's a problem for military families. They're traveling a lot, but it's usually on short notice and they're always working when they're traveling. (laughs) True. Yeah. And wanted to be able to travel. We both have done a lot of international travel, but we felt we really hadn't explored our country that much that we had gone to visit family here, there and everywhere. We really didn't explore our country, and we wanted to be able to do that and found out that we could work camp, and it can help cover some of the cost. So since we had some retirement with being military, we're not desperate for a job, and that just gives us more options. So we're fortunate in that regard. That's and right. we can, yeah, pick and is, choose. Work camping is better than the military because it slows you down. You, you can't move yes. for three months or so while you're right. working that assignment. True. Do you, do you have children? They're grown. One is living now in Texas. She said it was the first time she has lived in the same state as us since she was went to college, though she still 
400 miles away from us because Texas is a big state. Texas, yes. (laughs) And then our son is still back in Virginia. And we're both here visiting us for Thanksgiving. What do you like most about the work camping experience so far? Meeting people, meeting new friends, discovering different places, just learning more about the people in our country. Because when we left the Washington, D.C. area after years and decades of working in around that area, you get jaded. And getting out and work can't be renewed our faith in the people of our country. And so it's very positive being around, meeting people from all walks of life, and just new friends from everywhere. What kind of places have you traveled in your RV? Oh my God. Coast to coast, <laughs> up and down. Are there any favorites? Uh, gee. Yeah, we, th- the states we haven't been to yet is North Dakota, Wisconsin, and Alaska in the RV, though we both have been to Alaska or Hawaii. Now we camped in Hawaii because we, we're stationed in Hawaii for a long time, but we haven't taken the RV to Hawaii yet because they can't get that bridge built. You know, <laughs> not, so. not yet. They're working on it. Not yet. They're <laughs> working on it. Yeah. It'll be a channel from Los Angeles all the way down uh, under the yeah. ocean. <laughs> it, it would be interesting. <laughs> yeah. Maybe get, they could just beam us over there. That'd be good. And North Dakota and Wisconsin are the only other yeah. two states. Yeah. Okay. That's really yeah, they're just two holes. We're hoping maybe this year we'll, on our way back from Yellowstone, we're going to go up by way of North Dakota. Like we always say, our RV does not know how to go down a straight road. <laughs> we meander. We're here and there. What are Never a straight shot. What are the favorite places that you visited? My new favorite place, having spent a whole summer there or multiple seasons in a summer is Yellowstone. Before we had only been there for four nights, you don't even begin to experience Yellowstone. It's really nice. And uh, so Yellowstone, having experienced it, um, Bryce Canyon, we're really big into national parks. Now. Yeah, Bryce Canyon, it's on our list. The Tetons, the summer we camp host up in North Cascade, Obviously, we like the mountains for the summer. Yeah. So, all, yeah. and then we. Okay. So, camp hosting was your favorite position? Oh. Okay. <laughs> Be honest with you. No, <laughs> camp hosting was not my favorite position, probably the least favorite. Most of our time, we have worked in, and I have worked in general stores. We only had, we had one position where we're a camp host in a national park. And then we had one position that was a short position where we were, I was doing registration and that was okay. But I like to be able to move around more. It just tied me to a desk and I didn't want to be tied to a desk. Jobs are working in general stores and yeah, that would be a favorite. When you're working in a store, what kinds of things are you doing? Well, I did five, five or six seasons, summers. In Ruby's Inn and General Store outside Bryce Canyon. Gorgeous. National Park. Beautiful area. Obviously liked it because we kept going back. Sometimes we took breaks in between and then went back and forth. I've done everything from cashier to stocking, receiving, 
shipping, all aspects of the store. Last summer in Yellowstone, I was the fountain league, which was totally something different outside my box, <laughs> totally outside my box and doing food service. I had never in my life done any food service work. So that was very different. This year, I'm going back to Yellowstone, going to a different store, and I'm going to be a stocker. I like stocking because I'm moving around constantly and get to know the merchandise and able to help the customers, the guests that are in the stores and help them find that little special trinket or whatever they need. So that's my favorite. What is a fountain lead? Fountain lead. That was a good question. That's what I asked. What the heck is a fountain lead? They have, in some of the stores, they have grills. In some, they have fountains. Somewhat, sometimes they're, in some of them, they're almost like the old-fashioned fountain that you would find in the old drugstores probably when we were growing up, okay? Right. At Woolworth, Kresge's, and all those kind of stores back in the day. And they have a counter, whatever, and fountain. They may have simple service scooping a whole lot of ice cream. You scoop a lot of ice cream. Where I was at, we also had, we sold barbecue sandwiches and hot dogs. We couldn't have the whole grill open because of staffing issues, but that's all. And we had some hot stuff and cold stuff for people. I was the lead. So my main job was to keep the line moving, making sure the people that I had taken orders had what they needed to fill the orders, kept everything organized. And just kept it moving, had everything where we needed it, when we needed it, to take care of our guest. So an opportunity yeah. to go to work helping people by serving them some delicious treats that they're probably not supposed to be eating, but they're on vacation. That's right. Very good. That's exactly right. They maybe not supposed to be eating that. Or, yeah, we had one group, one large family they started coming in every day at 4 p.m. for their daily ice cream. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, this ice cream's not inexpensive. But it was a treat. And they would go out and explore, and they come in for their daily afternoon ice cream. And we would talk to them about where they had explored that day and everything. It was a lot of fun. Speaking of exploring in Yellowstone, I have heard that people who are spending the summer there as work campers really get to know that park intimately because they are told by the rangers and the other staff where to go to avoid the crowds. Is that true? And when to go to avoid the crowds. Yes, that's essential. Learned when to go to some of the big, the Disneyland sites. Old Faithful. And where all the tourists have to go. When's the best time to really go there with the crowds not there? Do we share that information? <laughs> not exactly. <laughs> with each other, we did. But yeah, it when to go, we, and there are certain times maybe where as an employee in the park, we were able to get into Lamar Valley when it wasn't open to the public yet because of flood conditions, road conditions. So that gave us an opportunity to have it to ourselves. It was, yeah, it was a wonderful thing. What Just us and the animals. 
What happened with that flood? It came on pretty suddenly, didn't it? Yeah, well, we did not get there. I wasn't scheduled to get there. Where North brings people in for, at different times based on different stores opening. Everything's staggered. I didn't get there until the 6th of June. There had been a lot of rain in the last probably four days that we were traveling. We were nonstop rain. And coming in, we saw the rivers were very high. And we're like, oh boy, these rivers don't look happy. And then right after I got there on the 6th, we were still having, there was a lot of snow. There was snow all over. That's not unexpected in June in Yellowstone. No. But the temperatures were going up and there was a lot of rain. And so I think it was the 12th or the 13th, one or the other, we started having flooding. And then it just got worse and electricity went out and everything. Some of the villages where the stores are, where the work campers are and that, they have big generator systems. So you had power and it just very quickly, we had major flooding and the Yellowstone River, the Gardner River, and they flooded all the way out of the park, all the way up into Billings, into Gardner, into Livingston area and out east, actually even going down toward Cody, out the east entrance, there was flooding on that road also. There was some damage to roads in the park and some infrastructure, so they had to make adjustments. Closed the park, got all the guests out of the park safely, and closed it. All the employees were still in the park. We stayed. First couple of days, we were supposed to stay just in our village so that we weren't going to require resources. They knew where we were accounted for. So that was fine. And we got to know our neighbors better that way. And then we were able to start maybe stretching our legs a little further out. And that was good. But it was very well organized. The Park Service did great. Del Delaware North kept us informed the whole time. So it you, was just an adventure. You were never in any danger? We were never in any danger. Some of the ones that were working at the Mammoth Store, that store is on the north side of the park. They actually stay in a campground up in Gardner, Montana. got hit really hard. Was was anyone actually in danger there of the work here? Not that I know of, and I know people that were up there. They was a challenge getting them out of that area, and it, I'll just say it was a challenge, but everyone rose to the occasion, and no one was really in any great, so that was good. What did you think of In my that? campground, we were above the lake, so we were never hurt at all. What did you think of all the bison wandering through your campground? My campground actually didn't have bison. It depends on where you are in the park. They have their own particular neighborhoods they like to hang out in. But we didn't have bison, but we had elk who lived in our campground. Had parking lot elk. They just lived there right where we were and got to know them really well. I had one particular elk. She came around and kept the grass nicely trimmed around our RV and everything and welcomed her all the time. She would come <laughs> right around it. It was great. We loved having the wildlife around us. That is a special perk of being in Yellowstone, being able to live there. They just come and go as they want. And uh, Yes, and we always remember it's their park. 
We're just visiting. So you don't go up and try and scratch them behind the ears. You give them plenty no, of distance. No, don't pet the fluffy cows. <laughs> no, no, we get upset about people bothering our friends. Have you faced any other challenges in the 11 years you've been RVing? Oh, yeah. Yes, you could say we have. I call them opportunities to excel <laughs> or to overcome. Yeah, my husband and my kids hate when I say opportunity to excel. They don't like that. They know it's going to be difficult. Painful. Uh, yeah. In 2015, while we were go moving from one work camping experience to another one, we got hit on the interstate I-20, the left by truck that ended up out of control and turned around coming the wrong way down the interstate. The driver's side court left front, took out the whole command section and everything. Not good. And then bounced off the whole side going down. Did not hit the bay where the propane tank was, which kind of we laughed at otherwise after. We were out of the RV for four months, which gave us another opportunity <laughs> for another adventure. And I made it an adventure I did while we were waiting. It's like, I can't sit around and wait. So we had an adventure with that. Was that for a repair? Four months in shop. They did a great job between Ford and Fleetwood. And the repair facility where it was, yeah, they did a great job putting it back together. Ended up having to get a whole new front cab on it, the front part, and replace some other things. They actually had to have a new axle made and everything. They needed some work, but they put it back together. And if you'd never know if you saw it today, and we never had a leak from that. So actually, we've never had a leak in our RV. That's pretty good. <laughs> That's wonderful. Remarkable, actually. Yes. And they put it all back together nice and pretty. And yeah, it was just a challenge going through that time. It was a little stressful we because we were full-time and so trying to figure out, okay, what is your plan? Where are we going to go? What are we going to do? You so, wind up in an area that you weren't expecting, not knowing anybody and trying to make it work. Like you said, an opportunity to excel. It was. And we turned that into a great adventure. We talked about some of the perks that you've enjoyed as work campers that mm -hmm. included the elk wandering through your campground and Beautiful. behind the scenes tips of things to see. What are some of the other perks that you've enjoyed over the years? All work camping opportunities have perks, whether it be the location, sometimes like, again, with either Ruby's and Delaware North into general stores, you always have. Actually, I think everything where we work, there's always discounts that they give different things. Different places have different discounts. So though the prices may be high in a national park, if you're looking at buying some groceries there, you're thinking, oh my God, how am I going to afford that? There's discounts for the people who work there. So it makes it very affordable. And then even the surrounding communities always offer discounts you find out about and travel meeting people you know trying different things that's just being flexible and being able to tr be willing to try something different has provided a lot of perks just that sure. that's been probably the big thing is there any advice you would give to people who are considering becoming a work camper be flexible 
think outside the box, move outside your comfort zone. It's okay. There's good things on the other side of your comfort zone. Be open to opportunities. You never know. Right now where we're at, where our winter home is inside an RV, mobile home, resort park, winter Texan type place. We came down here as were campers originally back in 2016, 15, 16. We were outside painters, had no clue what we would be doing, but it was okay. We did that. And now we've been living here as residents too, when we're not in our RV. So yeah, be flexible. Flexibility is the best thing. That's great. And now you've had such a great experience working at Yellowstone last year that you're heading back there in a couple of months to pick up, but in a different location. Yes. And I'm going to be there longer. We will be there from the 15th of May until the 9th of October. So we are guaranteed we will see four seasons in that time frame. It will be winter when we get there. We'll see spring, which is all the new baby bisons will be born in that time frame, and they're, they are hilariously funny to watch. The little kid bison and the little elk and everything. And then we'll have summer there with the wildflowers. So many wildflowers, they change constantly. The colors, it's just, it's a painting. It's beautiful. There was always, you, always a new view. The vistas, they change constantly. So. Though you think you may have seen something, the next time you go by it, it's different. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to being able to do more hiking. I wasn't able to do as much hiking last year because shortly after the flood, after we got back to work, I ended up with COVID. Oh, no. A hazard, right? Oh, but they were really good about it. And- I got to use the clinic that they have there in the park for employees and was very happy with the way that worked and uh, yeah, got over COVID. That's great. Thank you, Linda, for this time. Sounds like you've enjoyed some remarkable experiences over the past 11 years and Yellowstone is one of my favorite places to visit. I'm jealous that you got to spend an entire season there and we'll get to spend an entire season again. Yeah, that's. It's like, who would think? I'm like, they pay me to do this. Can't believe they're paying me to hang out in Yellowstone for a season and meet fantastic people. I wish you the best of luck in 2023. Thanks. I'd like to thank Linda Durst for taking time to share her RVing and work camping experiences with us today. Linda has had several work camping jobs in the 11 years she and her husband have been RVing, but her favorite remains working in retail stores, especially near national parks. She just loves working with people and stocking shelves gives her the opportunity to serve a lot of people by helping them find whatever they're looking for, whether it's souvenirs or supplies. Last summer was the first time Linda worked in food service as the fountain lead at a snack bar where she ensured guests were promptly served all the food and treats they ordered. She explained she scooped a lot of ice cream that summer. Linda and her husband Tom have slowed down a bit. Now that she's of official retirement age, 
She only worked camps during the summer months, and then they head down to the Rio Grande Valley of Texas to relax and recover every winter. Their experience hasn't always been rainbows and unicorns. For example, their plans were sidetracked for four months a few years ago after their motorhome was sideswiped by an out-of-control truck going the wrong way on an interstate highway. That experience created what Linda called an opportunity to excel and make the best of a bad situation. Even last summer's flooding experience was a good example of why Linda said work campers need to be flexible. She also encouraged them to step out of their comfort zones to embrace new experiences, like she did by working as a fountain lead in Yellowstone. She promised there are good things outside of your comfort zone, and being open to new things often opens the door to opportunities that will prove to be fun and memorable. I wish Linda and her husband the best of luck as they recover in Texas this winter and prepare for a four-season experience in Yellowstone starting in May. Today's episode is sponsored by Work Camper News. With its diamond and platinum membership tools, Work Camper News is much more than just a job listing website. When you put the tools of this professional service into action, you'll find out just how easy it can be to turn your work camping dreams into reality. The one-year memberships open the door to a one-stop shop for all things work camping. Being the original resource for work camping, you'll find the largest number of job listings, be able to connect with the community of work campers, and view resources compiled by experts who've been enjoying the RV lifestyle for many years. If you're serious about leading a successful and enjoyable work camping lifestyle, then a Diamond or Platinum membership is for you. You can even get started with a free 30-day trial by visiting www.workcamper.com forward slash trial. Embark on new adventures today with the support of Work Camper News behind you. That's all I have for this week's show. If you'd like to tell us about your work camping experiences, I'd welcome the opportunity to interview you for a future episode. I'd need about 30 minutes of your time when it's convenient for you. Just drop me an email to podcast at workcamper.com and we'll get the ball rolling. Thanks for listening to today's episode of The Work Camper Show.